You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. The Buffalo Bills are entering week two of NFL free agency with a whole heck of a lot accomplished during the first seven days. We're going to recap some of that here today. But first, I wanted to remind you that you can send in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. You can send in a voicemail or a text message at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblingsqa. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Plenty of ways to get in touch with the show, including sending a Facebook message or Instagram message to the official Buffalo Rumblings accounts, and they will eventually make their ways to me. One of the things I spend a heck of a lot of time working on this time of year is the salary cap and contract numbers and just kind of nerding out to all of that. And you folks have noticed because a lot of the questions this week have to do with the salary cap and all that. Before I get into those new questions, I wanted to point your attention to the special episode I recorded over the weekend. If you're interested in the Von Miller contract details, I dropped a special Buffalo Rumblings Q&A episode when the contract details came out this weekend. You can go check that out in our feed. It's also written up over at buffalorumblings.com if you want to read it and kind of dive deeper into the numbers. For all intents and purposes, it's a three-year deal worth about $53 million. And then the Bills have a couple option years, like $17 million after that, before it jumps up to, I think it's $30 million or near $30 million for the final year of the deal. But that last sixth year was just to get the average up to make the contract a little bit longer so that the Buffalo Bills could spread out cap hits over multiple Seasons, And we'll get into all of that stuff a little bit later today. But go check out that special episode. It's about 10 minutes long. Just all the information you could need about the Von Miller contract. Okay, so let's get to your questions now. We had a couple text messages come into the voicemail line with the exact same question. So, after all the signings, restructuring of contracts and cuts. Where do you say we stand on cap space was the first one. And then Joe from Queens asked, do you know our current salary cap situation is for this year, especially after Von Miller? Does it look like we are done besides things near the veteran minimum? Obviously, it's a big question around the, um, the Buffalo Bills right now. 
let's take a look at what SpotTrack says right now. SpotTrack has the Buffalo Bills with roughly $5 million of top 51 cap space. As a reminder, in the offseason, NFL teams only have to account for the top 51 cap hits during the offseason. Once the regular season comes, it goes back to the top 53 cap hits. That's, of course, everybody on the active roster. But during the offseason, top 51. And so every time they sign a player, a player that's you know making the, the lowest amount of money on the team comes off that list. So like Jacob Capra makes $700,000 a year on the cap. He came off when the Bills made their last free agent signing or traded for Case Keenum or whatever it was. And so if you add a player that's making $1.5 million and take off a player that's making $700,000, the net cap is only going up by about $800,000 at that point in time. So just keep that in mind as we talk about this. But that $5 million figure that Spotrack says the Bills have doesn't include Matt Barkley, Jamison Crowder, Duke Johnson, Shaq Lawson, Markel Lee, Greg Manns, or Jordan Phillips. Now, we got contract information in early, early Tuesday morning for Greg Mance and Duke Johnson. So the information we have from those is that they're really, really low. Greg Mance is making just over league minimum, and so is Duke Johnson. Both of their cap hits are 1.2725 million. And so if you take the $700,000 cap hit off, the net is like 600,000 for each of them. So not very significant. So that puts the bills around $3.6 million. But with Matt Barkley, again, a veteran minimum deal, probably Jamison Crowder, uh, Shaq Lawson, Markel Lee, and Jordan Phillips. So if Markel Lee and Matt Barkley are both on veteran minimums, then the, they're closer to, I don't know, somewhere in the $2 million range. But that means Shaq Lawson, Jamison Crowder, and Jordan Phillips have to share $2 million. That doesn't make sense. So the Bills are going to have to do contract restructures if they haven't already agreed to those with players on the team. The two most likely candidates at this point in time are Tredavious White and Deion Dawkins. Restructuring White on a traditional restructure and not extending the contract with void years would net them $6.7 million and Deion Dawkins $4.7 million. So those are really easy contract restructures without adding those void years and pushing the cap into the future. But Brandon Bean has shown a propensity to do that at least this offseason. And so adding two more years onto Deion Dawkins' deal could save the Bills a lot more than $4.7 million. And same with Tredavious White, who has four years left on his deal. They could extend it one more year with a void year and get it down even more. So I guess what I'm trying to say is the bill always does come due on these salary cap restructures, but with Tredavious White and Deion Dawkins that are going to be here for multiple more seasons, you could get a lot more salary cap space in the very near future very, very easily in order to be able to fit all of this stuff under your salary cap and the draft picks. So just those easy restructures for White and Dawkins, giving them their money up front, not using void years at all. You're adding $11.4 million 
to the 3.6 you have and you're up to 14 million dollars in cap space right now so they're just being judicious with which ones they choose and which ones they don't choose at this point i don't know why they haven't done it with trey white and Deion dawkins but they still have the money in the banana stand if they want to and there's always money in the banana stand really quickly a little bit on void years i wrote a whole article on this over at buffalorumblings.com void years are added to spread out the salary cap hit over up to five total seasons. So Micah Hyde had two years left on his deal. They add three void years at the end so that when they spread out a signing bonus, they can spread it out over all five years. Now, eventually when he leaves, retires, or is um, released, the Buffalo Bills will have to account for that money that they've already paid for him. But that's a future Brandon Bean problem not a current Brandon Bean problem. And those void years just let you put signing bonus over multiple seasons instead of just over the remaining years of the contract. Brandon Bean did that with Emmanuel Sanders a year ago to spread out his cap hit over the 2021 and 2022 seasons. But other than that, he hasn't really used it as a tool in his arsenal over his time. And so now he's doing it and so the Bills' salary cap can really be whatever it wants for the next year or two. But like I keep saying, eventually the bill comes due, and you're seeing that with the New Orleans Saints right now. But at the same time, they just restructured a whole bunch of other contracts right now to take care of their situation again. So you can keep pushing it out, keep pushing it out. It's eventually going to affect how you're able to build the depth of your team. But because the Bills are on the very start of that cycle right now and are building a Super Bowl caliber team around a young quarterback on a particularly low salary cap hit. You know, for the next two or three seasons, while they have Von Miller, while they have all of these guys that they've signed this offseason, plus Josh Allen, plus Micah Hyde, plus Jordan Poyer, plus all these guys in their prime, you know, they, they'll be able to do what they want with the salary cap. So how much salary cap space do the Bills have right now? It doesn't really matter based on what Brandon Bean has shown he'll be doing this offseason eventually they'll have to pay but for at least this season and probably next season it's not going to matter too much to Brandon Bean the Bills have the highest cash payroll in the NFL in 2022 let that sink in for a second when we come back from this quick break we'll answer the rest of the questions that you as Buffalo Bills fans have don't go anywhere When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
As a reminder, I wanted to direct your attention to buffalorumblings.com. Right at the top of the page, pinned at the top, is our free agency tracker. In that tracker, everything you need to know about each of the Bills' free agent signings and the guys that are leaving is available. Contract details, all 22 analysis, injury history, and just all the rumors and even a depth chart, what the Bills still need to address in free agency, all that stuff can be found right there at the top of the Buffalo Rumblings homepage in our free agency tracker. Let's get to some more of your questions and get on out of here before the Bills make more moves. Ron from New Mexico asks us, what is the plan for cornerback? Just draft the position rounds one through three. Traday White won't be back for the start of the year and won't be himself even when he does come back. Wallace is gone and Taron is the nickelback. I've been thinking for a while that uh, cornerback was going to be one of the first two rounds. Um, and I think it's going right to the very, very top of their needs list right now, specifically because of what you said. They could get by with Trey White and Dane Jackson, but with Trey White coming back from injury, who knows what it's going to be like for him in training camp and at the start of the season. So I think investing at the cornerback position would be smart. I also think it would be smart for their long-term salary cap strategy to draft a guy because as soon as this guy that they draft now becomes an unrestricted free agent, it'll line up nicely with the end of Tredavious White's contract. So they'll be able to roll one huge cornerback contract for another if they draft the right guy. So I think for long-term planning, it makes sense. I think for short-term planning, it makes sense. Having three starting caliber cornerbacks on the outside is not a bad thing. Even if they like Dane Jackson, I think that this move is smart because you have injuries, because you sometimes will have to go for cornerbacks deep. So I think it would be a smart idea for them to draft a guy in the first two rounds. If you look at that free agency tracker that I have over at buffalorumblings.com, a starting caliber cornerback is the number one need that I have for them remaining. And it's by a long shot. The next thing is way, way, way down the list. It, you know, it's maybe it's a starting caliber wide receiver if you don't think Jamison Crowder can handle slot and outside stuff. Um, it's a swing tackle, so it's a backup player, hopefully, that never plays. It's a punter. So I think that competition at that cornerback two position is the number one priority I still have left on the Buffalo Bills team. If Ryan Bates signs a contract somewhere else, then starting guard goes to the top of the list. But for right now, with Ryan Bates having agreed to his free, restricted free agency tender, that's where I'm at. So thanks for that question, Ron. He sent that in on Twitter, at Rumblings Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Joe from Queens sent us a text message at 716-508-0405, but it was on Monday morning before the Bills signed Jamison Crowder. He said, given how things have settled, it looks like we still need one more wide receiver and cornerback and backup inside offensive lineman. Do we sign an old guy to a one-year deal at wide receiver and draft a high cornerback or draft a wide receiver? The reason I didn't skip this question based on Jamison Crowder is I don't think that the one-year deal for Jamison Crowder gets the Bills out of the wide receiver sweepstakes. And if they one does fall to them, 
at pick 25 or even in the second round, I think they'll pull the trigger. But Jamison Crowder gives them options, and that's one of the things that Brandon Bean loves to do going into the draft. He wants to be able to pick the best player available. So Jamison Crowder can play outside, he can play inside. Stefan Diggs can play outside, can play inside. Even a guy like maybe Isaiah Hodgins, who they might like behind the scenes, um, can play inside or outside. So maybe they're going to be doing a little bit more of that. Maybe they're going to just be going more to tight ends because they have O.J. Howard and Dawson Knox. There's a lot of things that they can do with the pass-catching group that they have right now. I'll say pass-catching instead of wide receiver. So I'm not as worried about the wide receiver position right now. But obviously with Crowder on a one-year deal, you know it's still going to be a position of need a year from now. And so if they decide they want to address it in the draft, I think it's still a very real possibility in the first few rounds and especially later in the draft. Thanks for your question over at our text line, 716-508-0405. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. One more time before we go, I wanted to remind you to go check out my special edition episode over the weekend on Von Miller's entire contract details. As always, you can send in your questions at 716-508-0405. Text or voicemail, and voicemails always get priority. You can tweet us at rumblings Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us buffalo rumblings at sbnation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages will also make their way to me. Thanks for sending in your questions for this week's episode. Like, subscribe. Thanks, everyone, and go Bills.